hello, good evening, and welcome to a, what is it, a Wednesday, Wednesday night episode of Brett's Old Summer Radio Show. It is bitterly, bitterly cold, I cannot tell you. I'm shivering away, even in the studio, because I've made that fatal error of leaving the door open. And it is flipping cold, but I thought, well, it means Lola the puppy can run in and out if she wants to. But I'm suffering for it. Now then, I hope you're having a good week. I hope the middle of the week is treating you well. And welcome to another episode. Thank you for joining me once again for our regular late night visit to those dusty studio archives of old time radio shows right here at my home on the south coast of the United Kingdom. I'm Brett. I'm your host for our nighttime podcast. Welcome to another episode. I've got Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Go check them all out. They're called Brett's Old Time Radio Show. I'm going to try and do a bit more on there, on uh, on the YouTube especially, because I know that YouTube can be really popular. So I'm thinking, what can I do? George and I already obviously do some little video clips, but we upload those to Instagram and to, to uh, Facebook. But we don't really upload them to YouTube. So we need to have a little look at what we're going to do. I've launched a supporter page at patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. And if you'd be so kind, I'd really appreciate it if you could share our little show on your social media. Time now for another adventure from Rocky Jordan. So we're off to the hotel Tambourine in Egypt for an episode first broadcast on the 29th of January 1950. It's called An Air of Death. Now Del Monte Foods bring you a world of adventure with... Rocky Jordan. All right, ease off, Hassan. I've had enough rubbed on. But, Fendi Jordan, my salt rubs do most excellent things to the body. They're like raising welts. You're about as tender as a pile driver. Uh, excuse me, please, but could you tell me which of these corridors lead to the steam room? I, I'm new to this bath. Oh, I... a second. Come on, I'll, I'll show you. I can use a steam bath myself. Uh, thank you. Uh, Stefan uh, Melas, my name, sir. Oh, Jordan. Rocky Jordan. I'm most pleased to meet you. Uh, you are a visitor to Cairo, as I am? Oh, I'm in business here. I run a cafe. Oh, uh, that's the door to the steam room. Allow me to open it. Uh, the door does not seem to open all the way. Something is blocking it. Pull it shut, Mela. Uh, Slam it. Huh? Now stay here, Mela. Don't let anyone in that steam room and don't go in yourself unless you're tired of living. I'll be right back. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Yes, Del Monte, the best-liked brand of canned fruits and vegetables in the whole wide world, takes you now to the Cafe Tambourine for another adventure with Rocky Jordan. The Cafe Tambourine in Cairo, gateway to the ancient east, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's Rocky Jordan adventure... An air of death. It all started with a door that wouldn't come full open and a hiss of steam. Stefan Mailer and I had walked down the corridor to Hassan's steam room and pushed at the door. It came open partway and then stopped, and a quick look told me why. I slammed the door shut and moved to the front office fast to find a phone. Fendi Jordan, what seems to be the matter? You'll find out soon enough. Captain Sam Sabayo. Uh, Sam, Rocky, there's a dead guy sprawled out in Hassan's steam room. You better get over here and bring along a suction pump. Suction pump? Jordan, what When you, you see a dead guy and smell burnt almonds in the air, what do you think of? Uh, cyanide. That's right, cyanide vapor, and Hassan's steam room's full of it. 
Just thought you might want to know. Sam showed, but it was an hour before the room was clear of the poison gas, and we found out who the dead man was. His name is Emil Grotman, Jordan. Oh, yeah, runs a small tobacco shop in the Caliph Arcade. Hazan, do you have the names of the men who were in your bath today? Uh, yes, Captain. I shall prepare a list for you immediately. Hey, Sam, get a load of this water bottle. Mm. Found it sitting in the corner. Smell it. Acid. Yeah. Looks like this is what made the cyanide gas. The cyanide tablet with a protective coating dropped in the acid. First, the acid had to eat away the coating, giving the killer time to get away. Then it went to work on the tablet, making the poison gas. You, you know, your knowledge of so many things sometimes astounds me. Well, I shall get a list of uh, names from Hazan. Uh, Jordan and you too, Mr. Muller, I wish you to know that your name shall be on the list also. So we will meet again. Uh, Mr. Jordan, I, I want to thank you for what you did. If you had not shut the door to the steam room... Oh, I... forget it, Mailer. I didn't do it just for you. It was my life, too. I'm most indebted to you. If there is ever anything that I, in my humble way, may do for you... Please feel free to ask. Okay. Who knows? I may take you up on it sometime. Oh, I'll see you later, Mailer. Drop in at the tambourine. Yes. Yes, I shall be most happy to. After poking around a bit more, Sam asked me to go with him to Emil Grotman's tobacco shop to break the sad news to Mrs. Grotman. A silver sign saying, The best in domestic and imported tobaccos, we mail anywhere, hung in the window. Sam and I went in. Mrs. Grotman was standing behind the counter, a small, thin woman with dark skin and sunken cheeks. Sam introduced himself. It was his party, so I let him carry the ball. Uh, Mrs. Grotman, mm? I'm afraid that I have sad news for you. Sad news, good Captain Sabaya, is not far into me. Your husband, Mrs. Grotman, is dead. Didn't you hear, Mrs. Grotman? Emil's dead. I heard the good Captain... You do not seem surprised at the news. Perhaps that is because I am not. Look, I found him in Hassan's steam room. He was murdered. Thank you for telling me. I shall make any arrangements necessary for the funeral. You indicate very little feeling for your husband. Does it seem so to you? Mrs. Grotman, I suggest that you make arrangements to close your shop and appear at headquarters as soon as possible. I have many questions to ask you. As you wish, Captain. Come along, George, and let oh, I'll us... see you later, Sam. I want to buy some tobacco. You wish, Jordan. Goodbye. What tobacco do you wish, Mr. Jordan? You didn't leave a good impression with Sam, Mrs. Grotman. News like Sam gave you usually ends up in tears. Why are you so concerned? I almost stepped into that death chamber myself. What's it all about, Mrs. Grotman? Who killed Emil and why? Good afternoon, Mother. Good afternoon, Anna. You are home early. Mother, I saw a police car parked in front of the shop. I saw the captain leave. What is the matter? Nothing to talk about now, daughter. Go to your room and wash for lunch. But, Mother, please Go tell into me what... your room and wash your face. It is dirty. Yes, Mother. Aren't you going to tell her? What tobacco is it that you wish, Mr. Jordan? What are you made of? Your husband's killed and your eyes don't even turn up damp. Your daughter comes home and you play it like, like nothing happened. You will please to leave now, Mr. Jordan. The shop is closed for the day. All right, I'll go. It's pretty cold in here anyway. I went back to the tambourine, tried to get the bad taste out of my mouth, and marked the afternoon up for forgetfulness. 
I didn't get off that easily. That evening, I had a visitor, little Anna Grotman. Please, Mr. Jordan, why was my daddy killed? I don't know, Anna. But who would want to kill him? No one disliked him, and he disliked no one. Except... Except who? It is true, Mr. Jordan, that adults in a family often argue. Did your mother and father argue a lot? I have spoken to my friends. At times, their parents argue, too. That doesn't answer my question. What about your mother and father? She is not my mother, Mr. Jordan. Though I call her mother as Daddy wished. My real mother died when I was born. Stepmother? Daddy married her two years ago. Have you talked to Captain Sabaya? No. Come on, I'll take you home. And I want to go over to the police station and talk to him. The Grantman house was in back of the shop, but a few moments later, I was walking Anna down the dirt path toward the back door. We were just stepping out of the darkness into a ray of moonlight when something stopped me. A man had stepped out of the back door of the Grotman house, carrying something under his coat. Who is he, Anna? His name is Gerard, Mr. Jordan. He works for Mother. He walked to the incinerator, stuffed the package he was carrying into it, set a match to the bundle. Then he went back into the house, and the package figured to be worth looking at. Anna and I made it over to the incinerator, pulled the bundle out, slapped at the burning edges. What is it, Mr. Jordan? Just a second. It's an uncancelled stamp on the bundle. It was wrapped for mailing. The shop mails tobacco to any part of the world. The address is mostly burned off. All I can see is EVA, Switzerland. It could be Geneva. There's still some of the contents stuck to the paper. It's tobacco. I wonder. Why would Gerard want to burn a bundle of tobacco? If that's all it is... Come on, Anna. It's Gerard, Mr. Jordan. He sees us. Anna, duck around that building and then go back home. Meet me at the tambourine later. But what of you, Mr. Jordan? Gerard has the knife. Gerard wants this package. He's not going to get it. I'll lose him. Now go on, beat it. Well, Gerard, with that eight inches of knife he waved over his head, looked like impending doom. It turned out to be Abbott and Costello in his sultan's harem. Gerard was big but slow. I had to ease off to a trot to keep him after me until Anna got out of sight. Then I turned on some speed and headed down an alley to lose Gerard for good. That was a mistake. The alley went about ten yards and then stopped. There were buildings to the right of me, buildings to the left of me, and likewise in front. It was like the charge of the light brigade. Only Gerard was the brigade, and he was doing the charging. Ah, so there you are, Steve. He roared down the alley after me, his knife arm real limber. That's when I spotted a fire escape and started to go up it. I made a few steps, but that was all. Gerard's knife by then was slashing at the seat of my pants, and I knew I had to do something quick. Give me back my package. Instead, I lifted my heavier foot and gave him that. In his face. I tried my other foot with a little English. That caught him under the chin. He stumbled backwards and flopped into a puddle of water and lay still. I left him there. Under a street lamp, I examined the package. Mixed with the tobacco with the grains of a white powder. Cyanide? Maybe. Five minutes later, I was heading for a chemical laboratory to have the white powder analyzed. I figured that was going to blow up the Grotman killing like a keg of dynamite. And it might just as well be me who set off the charge. Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. As the saying goes, friends, there are always two sides to every question. But when you stop to think about the catsup buying question, you might say there are four sides to it. Quality, flavor, dependability, and price. And I've found that those four things are so important. 
Especially when I'm faced with a problem of staying within my food budget and yet serving satisfying meals to my family. You'll find Del Monte catsup is four good things rolled into one. Everybody knows Del Monte means quality in any food. And as for flavor, why, Del Monte is the only catsup made with pineapple vinegar. The sparkling extra fine vinegar that brings out so much fine tomato flavor in catsup. Talk about extra lively spiced tomato flavor. Del Monte catsup really has it. And as for dependability, well, what could be more dependable than a catsup packed by the world's largest selling, best liked brand of canned fruits and vegetables? Del Monte. As a homemaker, I've found price is important too. That's another wonderful thing about Del Monte catsup. For all its dependable quality and flavor, Del Monte catsup actually costs less than many other quality brands. Yes, when it comes to buying catsup, you can't beat Del Monte for the big four. Quality, flavor, dependability, and price. Ask your grocer for Del Monte catsup tomorrow. And now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's Rocky Jordan story, An Air of Death. Well, it got off to a running start. Emil Grotman turned up dead from breathing cyanide fumes in Hassan's steam room. The how was easy to figure, cyanide salts in acid. But the who was tougher. There were over a dozen men in Hassan's baths, including myself and Stefan Mailer, who found the body with me, and there was Hassan himself. Add to that list Grotman's wife, his daughter, and Gerard, a helper around the shop. The why wasn't easy to figure either. Well, the package Gerard wanted to burn could tell something, that was for sure, so I hustled it over to Joseph Schumer's chem lab and had him run some tests, hoping it would turn up cyanide. I came to Cairo to set up a chain, red and yellow drugstores. Smiling Joe Schumar, everything from penicillin to itching powder. I was going to make a fortune. The test, Schumar. <laughs> Look at me. I end up in a two-by-four store selling whorehound to a bunch of toothless natives. The test, Schumar. What test? Oh, well, these. Oh, I finished them long ago. Cyanide? Cyanide, he says. Yeah, you layman. Okay, expert, tell me. Narcotics. Narcotics? Opium, to be specific. Oh, it fits. Grotman's shop was the ship-off place. We mailed to any part of the world. Tobacco flavored not too slightly with dream powder. And Emil's killing's tied in. Oh, thanks, Schumer. I'm going to take the package and your report Mr. to Jordan, Sam. Mr. watch out behind you. Huh? I woke up in the alley about two blocks from Schumer's lab with a lump on the side of my head. The package and the chemist's report on its contents were gone. Now, that made sense. Someone had caught up with me and got the opium remnants away. Gerard? Yeah, maybe. But it was one thing to steal the package and the report, and another thing to keep the information from Sam. Joseph Schumacher could tell Sabaya over the phone just as easily as on a slip of paper. So I headed back to the lab. Knocked me out, Schumer. The big guy with a knife. Who knocked you out? What are you talking about? The package is gone, Schumer, and so is your report to Sabaya. Now get Sam on the phone. What uh, what package, Mr. Jordan? What report? You know what package? The one with the opium in it. I came to Cairo to start a chain, red and yellow stores. I was gonna make a mint on suntan lotion. That's all I know. 
What are you trying to pull, Schumer? Ten minutes ago, you got through doing an analysis on the contents of a package I brought in. It turned up opium. Yeah, there must be some mistake. Yeah, and you're making it. I had a call Sabaya myself. Tell him what you want. I'll deny it. I want to stay in business. I know nothing about nothing except red and yellow stores. I don't know about the red part, but you sure could be the manager of a chain of yellow ones. Okay, I'll work it out another way. Well, Anna, after what happened to me, Schumar was afraid to talk, and wasn't anything I could do. Are you going to tell Captain Sabaya? Telling him won't mean anything. I ought to have something to show him. Anna. Yes? There's one thing you ought to realize. Captain Sabaya is going to find out about the smuggling. He's going to tie it in with your father's death and... Well, Sam's a policeman with a job to do. He's going to look at the facts coldly. Mr. Jordan, what are you trying to tell me? Anna, Sam's going to say that the smuggling went on in your father's shop. The mailings went out under his name. But, Mr. Jordan, it is not his shop. Even before he and my stepmother married, it was her shop. He found out about the smuggling and was killed for knowing? Maybe. Anna, what we need is a way to find out who's really selling that stuff. We need a way to bring it out into the open. Mr. Jordan? Oh, yeah? Good evening, Mr. Jordan. Oh, Mr. Mailer. Your associate from that dreadful incident at Hassan's steam room. (laughs) I uh, took this occasion to accept your invitation to come to your cafe. Mailer. Mailer, did you mean it when you said if there was anything you could do for me to call on you? Of course, Mr. Jordan. My debt to you is a large one. All right. I can use you now. Anna, I think I know how we can smoke out the smuggler and the killer. Come on, let's go into my office. I'll tell you all about it. An hour and a half later, Stefan Mailer and I were in his hotel room waiting for a knock on the door. The plan was simple. I had set Mailer up as a buyer from the U.S. in Cairo to make contacts and to spend $200,000. That was a lot of bait, and it would bring out the fish. Word was dropped at a waterfront bar. The Cairo underworkings were to bring the seller to Mailer and to me. So we waited. I, I have never done such a thing before, Mr. Jordan. Well, I... We learn new things all the time. But this uh, buyer of... I hope they do not find out about it in Johannesburg. As soon as this is over, I'm going to fly home. Well, Mailer started fanning himself with the envelope that contained his airplane ticket. He kept stewing and we kept waiting. We met an assortment of small-time peddlers... I have here a quantity of quality stuff which is for sale to a person with the proper amount of American dollars. The first three were minnows and we threw them out. Number four was a dame, slightly wanky. A brand new type of stuff made from the colorful rainbow bush. Guaranteed dreams in technicolor. She went out like the rest. And it wasn't until two hours later that the real fish bit. Standing there, minus his knife, was Gerard. I grabbed him and dragged him into the room. What, what are you doing? What are you doing here, Gerard? I, I... You heard that Mailer was buying stuff. You came to make a sale. No, I did not. You're the one who mailed the stuff in Grotman's tobacco. No, that is not so. Yeah, then what is? I, I am just a messenger. For who? I cannot say. All right, we can waltz around once more. No, do not hit me. Mrs. Grotman sent me. Is that level? She sent me. Come on. We're going over to see her. Want to come, Mailer? Uh, no, no, no. I think I have had enough of this. I, I must prepare to go home to Johannesburg. Okay. Come on, Gerard. You're going to play that record once again for a very interested listener. 
I did not expect to see you again, Mr. Jordan. Oh, our lives are full of surprises. I brought in a bird that wants to sing. We've got something to talk about, Mrs. Grotman. I do not believe we have anything to talk about. Oh, no? Your husband found out the opium was being smuggled out of the country in the tobacco bundles. That was too much information to have and to live. So you are of the opinion Emil was murdered because of that? He's got a lot of support. Let's expand. Who's the key to the puzzle, the real smuggler? I set Mailer up as a buyer. Gerard shows, ready to sell. Only he makes it real convincing he's just an advance man for someone else. You. You've got ten seconds to talk your way out of it, Mrs. Grudman. I have nothing to say. When Sabaya gets the story, he'll figure you killed your husband. You'll see to it you have plenty to say. The good captain may try as hard as he wishes, Mr. Jordan. He will still have to prove quite definitely that I was the smuggler and that I killed Emil. And you don't think he can do it? Perhaps he can. Perhaps he can, Mr. Jordan. Do you know something, Mrs. Grotman? I don't think he can either. Why? Because you didn't kill your husband. You are most changeable, Mr. Jordan. Emil was killed in the steam room of Hassan's baths for men. Things being as they are, you couldn't have even gotten through the front door. So that takes me back to you, Gerard. Me? You could have gotten into the steam room and you could have done it for Mrs. Grotman. Oh, but that was not possible, Mr. Jordan. I was not even near Hassan's bath this afternoon. I was across town all the time. Got a way to prove it? Of course I have, Mr. Jordan. I was with Anna all the time. And he was. Anna verified his story and Gerard was cleared. So was Mrs. G, since she didn't have the entrance requirements to get into Hassan's baths. Well, my whole theory fell apart like a paper hat in a rainstorm. I left the Grotman house, phoned Sam to bring him up to date. And I asked him how he was doing. There are eight names on the list that Hassan supplied me, Jordan. Already five have been checked and cleared. So Sam still had three left. I wished him good hunting, caught a cab, and headed back for the tambourine. But I never got there. A simple little billboard sign changed my plans. Take TWA Constellation to Athens, Rome, Geneva, Paris, and New York. That's all it said, but it was enough. I made a quick stop at the central office, and 20 minutes later, I was pressing a hotel buzzer. Oh, Mr. Jordan. Hi, Mailer. Uh, is it all over, Mr. Jordan? No, not yet. But it's getting there. Let me see your airplane ticket. What? Your airplane ticket. You said you were flying home to Johannesburg. But why should you want to see it? Oh, never mind. I don't have to see it. I saw the envelope. It had a TWA stamp on it. TWA doesn't fly to Johannesburg. But it does fly to Geneva, Switzerland. And that's where your ticket's marked for. So you lied. Why? Jordan, I do not understand your man. Sam's got three names left on his list. One's mine, one's Hassan's, and the other is yours. Captain Sabayas said as much. He said that I didn't do it. So that leaves Hassan and you. You both were there. Either one of you could have slipped into the steam room and set up the contraption that made the cyanide gas, if you had the equipment. Throw open your suitcase, Mailer. My suitcase? Mr. Jordan, if you please... All right, I'll throw it open myself. Are you a drinking man, Mr. Mailer? This whiskey flask. Hmm, Empty. It doesn't smell like it carried whiskey. Acid, maybe? Acid? Good heavens, Mr. Jordan, you're not trying to say that I... What's this? label on the jar says vitamin tablet. Are you unhealthy, Mr. Mailer? Mr. Jordan, your actions are most peculiar. You've come here, upset my suitcase... 
what are you doing? Just pouring a glass of water for you. Make the vitamin pill slide down easier. You're going to take one, Mailer. It's that time. I am not going to take one. Hey, you're turning pale. One vitamin pill, guaranteed to give you your color back. Keep away from me, Mr. Jordan. One little pill, Mailer, the cure-all. I will not take it. I will not yeah, take it. You don't have to force it down your throat. No, no, no. Why not? No. It, it's cyanide. Oh, really? I'd never have guessed. I, I know when the end has come. Cyanide tablet plus acid equals cyanide gas. Why'd you do it, Mailer? Why'd you kill Grotman? I was buying the narcotics from him. He was mailing it to me in Geneva. I would send the money and the package would come by return mail. And what happened? The packages started to come without the opium. Uh-huh. You figured you were being double-crossed and didn't like it. Came to Cairo and squared things. All right, Mailer, that's it. Let's go see Sam. In just a moment, Rocky Jordan returns to conclude tonight's story. These dark winter mornings, wouldn't it be grand to have some kind of foolproof system to get those sleepy heads to open their eyes at breakfast? Well, that doesn't call for a system, Larry. That calls for Del Monte tomato juice. There's nothing like a big glass of that delicious summer tomato flavor to get folks to wake up and like it. Yes, and Del Monte tomato juice really opens your eyes to just how fresh-tasting and natural-tasting tomato juice can be. Seems like Del Monte has turned the trick of capturing all the rich, natural flavor of the finest tomatoes. Well, I've had plenty of tomato juice in my time, but I've never found one that's quite so refreshing as Del Monte. Del Monte really has that true ripe tomato flavor down pat. So that's what makes it taste good any time of day. Before meals as an appetizer, between meals as a pick-me-up, or with meals as a real satisfier. To try it is to like it, friends. So enjoy Del Monte tomato juice soon. Back now to Rocky Jordan for the conclusion of tonight's story. Well, I turned Mailer over to Sam and gave him all the details. Joseph Schumar's behavior at the chemist shop cleared up, too. Mailer had pressed him into saying he knew nothing about the opium analysis, and Schumar wanted to stay alive. And that was about it. Then I caught a cab and headed over to Mrs. Grotman's house. I got her and Anna out of bed and told them what had happened. Mrs. Grotman had something real interesting to say. Anna, would you please leave the room for a moment? Yes, Mother. Mr. Jordan, it may seem to you that I have been acting without feeling through this entire affair. Well, I can't say that it didn't occur to me. It is not that I have had no feeling in this matter, Mr. Jordan. In fact, it is because I have had too much feeling. I'm afraid you'll have to clear that up. It is not that I loved my husband. I did not. After we were married some time, I found out what he was doing. Using my shop for the smuggling. We argued much, but he would not change his ways. I knew it would lead to serious trouble, and that it would suddenly affect Anna. I'm still listening. Mr. Jordan, I killed my husband, Emil. What? The packages he was 
fixing for mailing to Geneva. I had Gerard Byrne. I mailed another package, just of tobacco in its place. So you see, I am indirectly responsible for his death. No, you're not, Mrs. Grudman. You may feel you are, but you're not. You were trying to protect yourself and Anna. That it worked out this way isn't your fault. I wish I could believe it. You can and you should. I can figure out another thing, Mrs. Grotman. I know why you didn't tell Sam anything about the smuggling after Emil's death. You didn't want anyone to know Emil was a smuggler. I did not want Anna to know. That's what I meant. You must think a lot of her. Oh, I wish she thought as much of me. I am learning to, Mother. Ah. You've got thin doors, Mrs. Grotman. I guess it's a good thing. Good night. For the finest in tomato flavor, enjoy the whole family of Del Monte tomato products. Del Monte catsup and chili sauce. Del Monte tomato sauce and tomato juice. And Del Monte whole peeled tomatoes. Remember, buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Rocky Jordan, written by Gomer Cool and Larry Roman, stars Jack Moyles in the title role with Jay Novello as Sam Sabaya. This program is produced and directed by Cliff Howell with original music composed and conducted by Richard Arunt. Remember you have a date next week at the Cafe Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. Same time, same station. And the story is The Return of Tony. When it's real country corn flavor you want, just ask for Del Monte corn, golden cream style or golden whole kernel. Yes, if you want rich, sweet, melt-in-your-mouth butter tender corn, it's easy to get Del Monte, the brand that always puts flavor first. Larry Thor speaking. Rocky Jordan is presented over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Hello, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our latest adventure with Rocky Jordan. And don't forget, more adventure tomorrow with those tales of the Texas Rangers going live from 5 p.m. GMT. As I mentioned earlier, we've got a supporter page at patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Thanks for listening. I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every week, and I'll see you tomorrow on Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Love you. Bye. <laughs>